Welcome to the Wonder by the Word podcast, where we walk through the Bible chronologically in a year. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this podcast, I break down our daily readings from the Wonder by the Word reading plan and community so that we can all have better theology and grow in our faith. In case you're just now finding us, the Wonder by the Word plan can be found on version or on my website. Wonder by the Word is sponsored by Truth and Grace Ministries. Learn more at BrittanyRust.com. Hello and welcome to day 53 of the Wondered by the Word podcast and reading plan. We are finishing the book of Leviticus today and we'll begin a look at the book of Numbers. Now we pick up in Leviticus chapter 26 and here we're going to see God promise that if the nation will be obedient, they will be blessed. Yet if they are disobedient, that there will be curses. Before the blessings and curses are proclaimed, God reminds Israel of the most important law, the most foundational law, that the Lord, covenant God of Israel, that he alone must be worshipped. Now for the blessings, they include these blessings that if the nation will be obedient, include plentiful harvest, peace, victory in battle, abundance, the presence of God and freedom. The curses would be fear, weakness, poor harvest, wild beast, pestilence, famine, death, desolation, and exile. However, and this is our God, God does give them a promise of restoration should the nation be repentant of their disobedience. So despite how cursed, you know, Israel might be from disobedience, God would always remember, receive, and bless a nation that was repentant. And this would involve recognizing their sin. And this is true for us too, right? We recognize the sin. They were to recognize God's righteous discipline and to understand that they were as bad as the Gentiles, that they would need to humble, uh, to accept their guilt. And if they did this, that God would remember them. And that's the promise that God always gives us. We shouldn't be disobedient, right? But when we do, if we are repentant, God turns to repentant people. And so that's what we see in the book, chapter 26, chapter 27. The book closes with laws regarding vows, vows being something that were given to God. You know, that means they were not required by a command of the law. It's not like, here's a law, you must do this. But the vow was a, this free, freely given promise, a, a giving gift to God. And in this case, it deals with persons that were promised to the Lord in a vow. We see things um, addressed like value is assigned to different stages of life. There's provision for the poor, redeeming property, and ties are mentioned. And that's where we end the book of Leviticus. We actually go ahead and jump into Numbers today, chapters one and two. So we're going to do a quick look at the context of Numbers. Now, as the other books in the Pentateuch, those first five books of the Bible, Numbers is authored by Moses. And in fact, he wrote Numbers in his final year of life. We see the Numbers pick up directly from Leviticus. Now, the whole book occurs in the wilderness, which was that barren land. And we're going to see that mentioned often throughout the book. The beginning of Numbers takes place at Sinai, right? That's where the, the people have been camped. But then they move to Kadesh and from there, the plains of Moab. Numbers can really be divided 
into two time frames and two corresponding generations. So first, the the book starts the year after the Exodus. So the people have been in the wilderness for a year at this point. And this is going to look at, um, generationally speaking, those that left in the Exodus. Then there's a second part to the book. And that is the next 38 years after. So we have a one year period after the Exodus. And then we have a 38 year, 38 year period. And this is going to look at those who were born after. And we will use this distinction in our own breakdown of numbers. But just to kind of recap, Exodus took place uh, in that first year from the Exodus. Leviticus covers about a month of time. And then numbers picks up with kicking off year two, really, about that time, year two, and it covers the time up till the promised land. So really, it picks up at about 13 months after the Exodus. That's where we're at right now as we start the book of Numbers. The first generation, we're going to take a look at that in chapters one through 25. We're going to see in those first 10 chapters, Israel walking in obedience, just as God had called them to. However, in chapter 11, it's going to pivot and we're going to see Israel walk in disobedience. And this, again, is all happening within that year, that that year time frame. And then starting in chapter 26 for the rest of the book, we're going to see the second generation. And this is the new generation that's rising up in Israel, right? The first generation is dying off and preparations are being made to enter the promised land. This is when we're going to see Joshua rise up to be a successor of Moses. And we're going to see the book close out with anticipation of taking their new home. And you're going to see why there's an extension of time. Um, You're going to see why there's two different generations. We'll examine that as we work through the book of Numbers. Now, as we open up the text, it opens up with God speaking. This is Numbers chapter one, speaking to Moses again. And they are in the wilderness. Now, the wilderness, again, was never meant to be Israel's destination. God's intention was to bring them to Canaan. That was the promised land. So the wilderness was meant to be temporary, a place to move through to get to the promised land. They were meant to live in it. However, as a result of the disobedience, and we'll explore this later, we're going to see that time extended in the wilderness. Now, God tells Moses to take a census of Israel's warriors, and we'll come to find out there are 603,550 available soldiers. Then after the census is taken, the leaders assemble, and it's this great assembly. It's happening, as I mentioned, it's now been 13 months after Israel has come out of Egypt. Now, because this was a census of potential soldiers, the tribe of Levi was not counted. So that number does not include Levites. They alone among the tribes of Israel, they did not go to war because they were the priest of the nation. They had priestly duties that they were responsible for. Now, after this assembly took place, God gave instruction for how he wanted the camp to be set up. And this is looking at Numbers chapter two, right? Prior to this, the people camped however they wanted, right? Could have been mass chaos. We don't know. You know, all those people leaving Egypt, they just kind of camped however they wanted. But as the people prepare to move forward, God had an order to which it was to be done. And we have noted this before. God is a God of order. And there's this one commentator, and I really responded to how he observed this. His name, uh, Alan, he wrote, there is a sense 
in which the orderliness of these early chapters and numbers is akin to the orderliness of Genesis chapter 1. As God has created the heavens and the earth and all that fills them with order, beauty, purpose, and wonder, so he constitutes his people with order, beauty, purpose, and wonder. We've seen that throughout Genesis. We've seen this throughout even the commands given in Exodus and Leviticus for how things are to be done. There's an order to what God does. And there's something really beautiful about that. I love that. To me, it feels so safe um, and so trusting, but that's what we see happen here. The tribes, they're told where to camp in relation to the tent of meeting. So they assemble by their, uh, their tribes and they are to camp each tribe in a certain location that surrounds the tent of meeting. So that's what we're going to leave off today. And then we'll pick up in Numbers chapter three tomorrow. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to Wonder by the Word. We are so grateful that you are here. And I really pray that this episode left you with nuggets of wisdom that you learned something new, maybe it challenged you, but ultimately that it encouraged you and inspired you to dive even deeper into the richness of scripture. If the ministry of truth and grace or wonder by the word, the reading plan, the episode, all the resources have impact you in any way, would you please mind leaving a review, um, sharing this podcast with your friends, all of those little pieces of sharing and encouragement from your part go a long way to help the podcast get into further hands around the world so people can dive into scripture, engage with scripture on a more regular basis. You can also find us on Patreon, which would be a huge benefit to the ministry. And we just thank you so much for being a supporter. We'll see you next time.